1: What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by my co host tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. We are all back on the show in what feels like forever, um, but we're all here, ready to talk some Dallas Cowboys football. Uh, we're inching closer to the start of the regular season, so there's a ton to talk about. Uh, but we're going to talk about the safety situation today, seeing as there are no safeties currently practicing and healthy because they're all either having covid or they're injured so we're going to talk about that situation and we're going to touch on uh Jalen smith's situation too as that's been a big topic of conversation here recently so uh before we get started uh talking about the safeties and, and Jalen, how you fellas doing tonight i'm
2: doing pretty Uh-oh. well man um uh, almost gone uh, regular season's around the corner i'm pretty excited how, how are y'all
3: good man uh the house selling process is annoying. <laughs> How's um, that but other than that going we're doing we're doing all right. Other than that, uh we got we got people coming in for showings and stuff. That's all I can ask for. I'm ready yeah. for the preseason to end and the regular season to arrive. I'm really yeah. just ready for the Dak Prescott shoulder gate to stop.
1: <laughs> no I doubt. Just
3: to it. that's all I care about.
1: I just <laughs> I, to touch on that real quick, it just blows my mind that So many people with, like, good reputations can come out and be like, I really don't think there's much to worry about there, and people just continue to panic. Which, again, I understand having a little bit of worry because it's the throwing arm or your team's favorite quarterback, but, like, fellas, ladies. Listen, it's going
3: to be really difficult to play football without a right arm and without an ankle, so I I don't know how Dak is going to do it, but it's a testament to his just straight willpower.
1: Yeah, when he I ends mean, up doing it, no, no arm and one foot.
3: I mean,
2: it's mm-hmm. it's impressive, ball. really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hand him the MVP just because of that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, let's dive into the safety situation, because like Dak Prescott, we have a bunch of safeties that either don't have groins, which. That's got to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> what what
3: are, what, are, what is it? Just like a
1: pen doll down there? What are we talking about here? So so Donovan Wilson did not practice today because he had a sore groin. Malik Hooker did not practice because he is in COVID protocol. Demonte Kazee did not practice because he was in COVID protocol. That left us with Darian Thompson, Tyler Coyle, and a whole lot of nothing. Wait, because
3: he's in. Covid protocol. I thought Mukwamu was the one in Covid protocol.
1: They kept Kazi out today because of close yeah, contact precaution. situation. So Mukwamu
3: okay, but is. I too- don't. But I don't think he's Covid protocol. I just. I think that they just held him out it, because it could I be. think. Because it I could, think he's vaccinated, and I think that's why he won't actually have to go through the five-day thing, because it, this happened in Buffalo, too, where a bunch of guys were close contacts, and they sent everybody home, and then right. they're like, oh, yeah, well, only these five out of eight guys are actually going on the COVID protocol list. Right, right. I just think that when this stuff happens, like, the teams didn't know the actual protocol, and so they just sent everybody home, and then later they learned, like, oh, the guys that are vaccinated get to come back.
1: Right, right, and, and I guess... I said protocol, I just meant they're not practicing right yeah, now no, due to COVID. So so Mukwamu is I think they came out and said that he was fully vaccinated. Um and then Malik Hooker, I think they said he's half vaccinated. He's got one shot, he's still getting the other shot. But either way, it's like either they're just Getting through because I think even if they're vaccinated, they still have to get like a positive. They have to get a negative test before they can return to practice or whatever whatever it is. So they're dealing with that right now. They have literally no safeties other than their undrafted free agents that they brought in and Darian Thompson. Um, So today, that's pretty much what the practice consisted of was those two guys. Um, I want to talk about that and then also add in the. You know, we saw Malik Hooker for the first time. feel like he showed some good things. I mean, his first time on the field in a long time, so there's some rust there as well, too. But are you guys – I mean, because I've been impressed with DeMonte Kazee this offseason, this preseason. Um, I feel like he's played a lot better than I thought he would coming back from the Achilles. And then the first action we saw with Malik Hooker I thought was impressive, too. Like, where are you guys at on this safety situation? Donovan Wilson, I, I don't even think I mentioned his name, but he's also um, – you know he's dealing with the groin. So yeah, you you started off with Dono. Okay, okay. So so Dono's not practicing because of the groin, but you know he's a guy we haven't really talked about a lot this off season. You know hasn't been practicing some, and then he did get back into practice, but he hasn't played in the preseason a whole lot. So I want to get you guys thoughts on the safety situation in general, and then talk about you know kind of what's going on in that room right now with all the COVID and injuries and, and all of that. But Dalton, I want to start with you on that, and uh, we'll we'll go down the line and, and give our opinions on everything.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the safety situation is kind of how I felt about it for a really really long time. I mean, I I think that it's better now. I think that they finally this year um, are actually trying to improve the situation forever. They have just avoided it entirely. I mean, listen, I love Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath played really hard for the Dallas Cowboys for a long time. Good football player. Uh, Been a good football player for a long time. Um, But you wanted more. Always. And it seems like they're finally at least trying to do that. Bringing in Demonte Kazee, bringing in Malik Hooker to compete with Kazee as well, I think is fantastic. And then we've already seen Donovan Wilson being able to make plays. And listen, that dude flies around the football field. I don't expect him to play 17 games ever. <laughs> The dude goes around and hits people. Yeah. He goes and tries to make crazy plays over the middle of the field. He's going to get nicked up. He's going to get dinged up. He's going to miss games. Um, and that's okay as long as he's making plays for you and not getting crushed in coverage either. I mean, I think that he'll be able to do that. For me, it just really comes down to – What is the upside for Malik Hooker? When is he going to become comfortable with his Achilles moving around? Because he is still very new on that leg uh, coming off the injury last year. It looks like Demonte, Kazee is, you know, back and rounded a little bit into form. He looks good so far from everything I've heard and from everything that I've seen. So, I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. And I'm excited that they finally tried to address it, even though, you know, they can't really spend all of the assets that I'm sure they would like to on it. They tried to they, – they changed something, and that's all you can really ask for at this point. They tried to change something, just like they tried to change the linebacker group as well, and it looks like they've succeeded in that. And that trying is something that we've been trying to look for for a long time from this Cowboys front office and coaching staff, and we finally seem to have it, and that gives me hope for the future.
1: Yeah, and Cole, I want to ask you a little bit different question, but before I get to that mm-hmm. – um... You know, like you talked a little bit about like Hooker and, and, you know, feeling more comfortable on the Achilles on the leg, you know, being it, you know, just kind of getting around to maybe getting back to full strength, if you want to call it that yet. But I thought actually he was impressive with the way he kind of, you know, he made a few plays. Uh, coming downhill he made a few plays just reading reacting and then flying you know made, the big hit he had in the middle of the field there like I thought that was kind of impressive because I feel like that's the hesitation that guys who deal with those lower leg injuries might struggle with is really just exploding off that leg again and, and trusting the Achilles and while I thought maybe like some of his instincts were a little tad late reacting to things I thought he showed good uh good skills there to really just you know move move around explode off that back leg and and trust the Achilles which is is a big a big step to take in that process of rehabbing that that ankle but um Cole I wanted to ask you because we talked a little bit about Donovan Wilson Dalton touched on him but have you been surprised maybe surprised is a bad word but like feel like he's almost gotten like the Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott treatment to a certain extent this preseason. Like he hasn't been injured up until this groin to what I know or have heard. So it's not like he's been mm-hmm. nursing anything, but he hasn't really been playing any of these preseason games up until uh, this preseason game. And I, I was wondering if, I mean, am I the only one who's like, Hey, I don't know if, if Donovan Wilson's reached that level yet where like, you don't need to, yeah. to play reps. Like, am I crazy for thinking that?
2: No, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I get, I've kind of said all off season. Um, I don't want to come off as a Don Wilson hater cause I'm definitely not, but it seems like, uh, the excitement's kind of out of the, out of the roof right now, uh, re- regarding him. Cause I guess, cause the Cowboys just don't have a great history with safeties, at least in recent years. And I think there's so much excitement surrounding him and where he could p- potentially be. He's obviously showing some flashes on the field. He's exciting to watch and everything. Um, Uh, But, yeah, I I wonder if they're being careful with him because of the, you know, the safety depth that they don't want to risk getting him injured. Um, um, Obviously, we know what they're doing with, like you said, Mark Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. They're holding Dak Prescott out. I wonder if they're just trying to be safe with Donovan Wilson because they know they don't have a lot of bodies at that position, and it's not really worth um, risking that in the preseason. Um, Obviously, we've seen some other players get injured um, in the preseason, obviously Travis Etienne, the most recent one. Um, but, yeah, I wonder – to me, in a perfect world, it would be nice for him to get some more reps for the season. Obviously, um, you know, he he's still has some development to, de- development, excuse me, um, to go through. Um, and I feel a little bit more confident to see him on that field a little bit more often. So I'm with you in that regard. But I think it is just because of the whole safety room as, as a whole. I mean, um, obviously, I hope everybody's okay who is in COVID protocol. But it is kind of ironic how the one position out of the, Cow- the Cowboys – have ignored for the majority of, you know, the 21st century is all depleted right now, two weeks before the regular season. Um, I so, sure, I mean, I just think they're just trying to be careful with him. Um, uh, I, but I do agree. It's, it is kind of weird how he's already getting that treatment that Amari Cooper and Ezekiel <laughs> are, are getting. You know, I mean, he's not he's not on that level yet, but I, right. I kind of get. If, if the logic is to keep him healthy because of, you, know, you don't know what else you have at the position, then, then I get it. But, yeah, uh, I'm on the same page with you.
1: Dalton, do you, uh, do you think Israel Mukwamu makes the 53 man roster at the end of this preseason? Well, uh, I'm not like- asking you if you think he should. I'm asking you if you think he will.
3: Do they keep five safeties? Just a- <laughs> yes or no, bro? <laughs> yes or no? Yes! Or no. N- no.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Cole, what do you think? Which sucks. Which sucks, and can I expound upon that after Cole's done talking?
1: You (laughs) can't. I wanted to get everybody's vote on that, and then we'll uh, we'll go.
2: Uh, I'll say yes. I think they do go deep at safety.
1: I'm saying no, but I feel like... Since I didn't explain anything on on the safety situation yet, I'll go real quick and then let let Dalton go. then Cole, you can touch on it. But so when Stephen Jones went on the radio the other day, which I listen to Stephen Jones when he when he I know I know, but when he talks, he do, I feel like he doesn't cover up as much Jerry does. He doesn't walk around in circles as much. Like when he slips and says something, or when he talks a little too much and lets some information go, I'm more reluctant to believe it. And when asked about the safety situation, when asked about the depth of the defense, he mentioned DeMonte Kazee and Donovan Wilson as the starters. He mentioned Darian Thompson, J. Ron Curse as the backups. He mentioned Malik Hooker working his way in, pushing a role. He never mentioned Israel Mukwamu's name. And that hurt my soul a little bit because... I think he's shown up well in preseason. He's played multi- He's played in the box. He's played free safety. He's played nickel. Cor- I mean, he's played all over the place. And he's young. He's got great size, the Dan Quinn size. And I feel like that's a player that I want to hold on to. That's a player that might be able to help you some this year in certain situations. And I feel like they might try to get him onto the practice squad. And I feel like with as much as he's being talked about through PFF and you know, analytics and advanced stat sites that he might get swooped up by someone looking for a long, you know, young, promising DB, and and that would hurt my feelings. But Don, I'll let you go. and Then Cole, you can kind of expand on uh, Mukwamu, and then we'll move on to uh, uh, another hot topic in in Cowboys land.
3: Well, you know, I mean, this is kind of what I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up the fact that it's appeared as if Demonte Gazi, Donovan Wilson. Jeron Curse, Malik Hooker, and Darian Thompson are all kind of the favorites here. So they would need to keep five at least because Kazee, Wilson, Curse, and Hooker are making this team. I think that they love Darian Thompson as well. I, for the life of me, don't <laughs> understand it. Um, and, and that's not a knock against Darian Thompson or, or trying to be negative. I just think that the other five are better football players from what I've seen on the field. And listen, because the NFL can't get its crap together, I can't actually watch the all-22 of these teams to, to see how they are actually playing outside of just what I see on the broadcast. But what I've seen on the broadcast is Israel Mekwamu making some plays. Yeah. Um, and and I, I feel like with that length, with the... Um, couple of years that he played at South Carolina at cornerback before moving to the safety position. I think that he's still kind of learning it. And I think that he has a ton of upside at the position and he has a ton of length and length is something that you guys know. I've talked about it a bunch. I hated it corner, but I would like that length that safety as long as you're able to move and Israel Mukwamu can move a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough if we lose him and he ends up, you know, getting picked up off of the waivers. But at the end of the day, man, I just want to see all these guys succeed. And if he gets picked up somewhere and ends up going and contributing somewhere else, we lost out on a, a safety. But at the end of the day, you, you don't expect him to be your starter anyways. And I said at the end of the day twice, which is something that no, only Chuck, happened because Stephen. we brought Steven up.
1: Cole, Cole, I want you to talk about a little bit too, but I was also wondering, like, do you think there's a chance – and again, this this is kind of big brain thinking it, but is there a chance that yeah. they only carry – Five corners and keep Mukwamu is like the fifth safety slash sixth corner in an emergency situation.
2: I could see that. Um, I guess who would he be? Li- who would he be living off at corner in that in that situation? Or are you just adding him?
3: I don't think that's the thing, man. It, it's so tough. I don't know if you can. Yeah,
2: yeah. In that situation, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the reason John's logic makes. Well, I'll I was go gonna ahead. say just to
1: talk about them so people listening like aren't doing it themselves. Obviously, at corner you got Trayvon Diggs, you got Kelvin Joseph, you got Nashon Wright, you got Jordan Lewis, you got Anthony Brown. I don't see them leaving. Us Maurice Kennedy after the off season he had, but yeah. he's still playing the third and fourth quarters of preseason games too. So like that could be one that True. everyone on Twitter, every one of us is like, "What are you doing?" But they like Jordan, they like Anthony Brown, and maybe they look at it as yeah, you know we can get away with it. But I mean, I wouldn't love that either. Don't get me wrong, but I like, that's kind of the movement or maybe they keep Kennedy and move on from a Jordan Lewis or something like that. So,
2: yeah, the I guess the main reason why I'm saying he does make the roster uh, one, I, I, I going to give a different opinion than y'all too. Um, Cause it logically, it always makes sense um, how Steven didn't mention him. how There might not be a spot on the roster for him. But, I mean, just, thinking about the safety situation as a whole, uh, like we just got through saying how depleted they are right now. Now I know, I mean, some of it's precaution. Um, they'll be out of protocols soon, all that kind of stuff. But um, safety is a position they've already been weak at for a while now. Obviously, you have some optimism in Donovan Wilson. You're hoping Malik Hooker brings some value as well. Um, KZ's looked nice. Um, but still, the depth there is not really something that I, I personally am comfortable with. If one of those guys goes down, which obviously, obviously, Hooker struggled with injuries throughout his entire career. Um, KZ's coming off an Achilles injury himself. Um, then you would have you would want a guy like uh, Israel on the roster just just for safety, um, you know, just for safety net behind them. Not to mention the talent he brings to the table. So I think if they do want to go deep uh, and go long at safety, I can see them keeping him. But yeah, it's just. I guess it's trying to figure out where they go short at um, on the roster for him to make it. Uh, but I do agree if they do cut him, I don't see him making the practice squad without somebody else picking him up.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I mean, I agree. Um, but let's move on. We only got a few more minutes that I do want to touch on Jalen Smith. That's been a big topic of conversation. Obviously, he's been talked a lot about on, on Twitter after a, I guess you could say, a, I mean, truthfully, like, you guys know, like, I'm not a Jalen F- Smith, like, truther or defender or anything like that. But I do think <laughs> he probably gets a little too much criticism at times. So, like, I try to at least be a little fair with him. But truthfully, like, I don't know, other than, like, making some nice run fills, like, we haven't seen a play in. P- training camp that was highlighted by the video team. We haven't seen a play in preseason that really just made you go, wow. Like it's been a mm-hmm. quiet off season for Jalen Smith. And it's been talked about a ton. Jerry was on the radio uh, today. This will be out tomorrow. So you probably already heard it, but it was on the radio today. And he was asked about Jalen. And instead of answering the the question on Jalen, he pretty much talked about how good Leighton Vander Esch is, but how he struggled to stay healthy how good Michael Parsons has looked, how Keanu Neal's a safety transit, but he never said anything about Jalen Smith.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in
4: That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. I just want to talk
1: about John Smith for a little bit. Like where are we at on him? Is he the, you know, he's not going to get cut. I think we're all in agreement, there that it just doesn't make any sense to cut him right now because of his contract situation. Should they have moved on from him back in March? That's a conversation for a different time. They didn't know they were going to, you know, fall into Michael Parsons and Jabril Cox. So I don't even like that kind of, you know, I, I I think that's a little hindsight 2020 to say that they should have done that in March. But like I want to just discuss the Jalen Smith thing air out all our grievances, and, and see where everybody is on Smith. But uh, Cole, I'll start with you. Where are you at on Jalen Smith? What are your thoughts on his offseason, and what are your thoughts on him and his future in Dallas?
2: Yeah, I mean, I will say some of the hate he gets um, and criticism is probably a little bit overboard. Um, I mean, some of it I guess he brings upon himself just because of the brand. He tries to build and all that, which I don't really blame him for, but I think that's why he rubs some fans the wrong way. Um, with the swiping and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, like you said, he's had a quiet um, preseason. You can even say maybe a little bit of a disappointing preseason, which is the last thing he really could afford when you bring in three linebackers this offseason with the caliber of Micah Parsons, of Cox, and Keanu Neal. Um, you would think if he... Uh, was battling for an established role for that starting position still that he would have had at least one. Like you say, he's, he doesn't even have one play he can point to that's like, okay, right. he can still do this or do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he won't be cut just because the uh, it won't, doesn't make financial sense. Um, I think we all will be pretty surprised if he's on the team next year. But as far as this year, I don't see a, how he gets more snaps than uh, Parsons, than Vander Esch, than Neal even Cox is playing pretty well in the preseason he had some special team value as well so I don't really know where he fits on the roster and I know PFF isn't the end-all be-all I know it's preseason it's kind of hard to take all their grades um with you know 100% everything like that but I found it interesting that Anthony Hines excuse me Anthony Hines had a higher PFF grade than Jalen Smith this preseason and Anthony Hines was uh, one of the first (laughs) five players cut. So I mean, like I said, the grade isn't the end all be all, but I mean, it just kind of shows, paints you a picture of what his offseason and preseason has been like. Um, He's in a bad position right now. I don't know how he climbs out of it. I'm curious how they, uh, they, you know, do the snap count and everything. How they uh, split that all up? Did they still give him? um, some starter like snap because of his salary or are they all in on the, uh, new guys? I think that will be fascinating to watch, but yeah, I really don't think he could have afforded the, uh, the appreciation he's had to this point.
3: Dalton. Um, on the topic of hating Jalen Smith, oh. um, it, it, most of it at this point doesn't even come from his play it's the lack of self-awareness right um, yeah i think people see the the uh below replacement level play and see the constant in your face branding um mm-hmm. and has he that, been
1: doing that as much this not this year, year. The, right right how can you he's not starting no. right
3: he's coming off the bench <laughs> yeah. he can't do it and listen i you're obviously not going to cut him. You obviously should have done that in March, especially if you planned on taking a linebacker in the draft and taking another linebacker in the draft and converting another safety to linebacker, all of who are better than Jalen Smith. Um, you should have cut him before his money was guaranteed, but they didn't do that. He won't be a part of the team in 2022, and Jerry not saying anything about Jalen was saying everything that he needed to right, about Jalen. Yeah. All right? So, listen, if you listen good enough, well enough jerry will tell you exactly what the the truth is he might say it in a weird way with a dumb metaphor um that's borderline not um safe for work but at the end of the day he's going to tell you the truth and he's going to tell you that jalen sucks and jalen sucks that's what we've seen he's and it's not even that he's just sucks it's that he's there's nothing that he does that is better than what the other linebackers on the team are doing. So there's not even a situation where I would want to take any of those guys off the field in any situation for Jalen Smith. Run defense, I think LVE is better. I think Micah's better. Both of them better at filling a gap from the interior than Jalen Smith is. Simply because Jalen doesn't attack downhill anymore and he's too easy to get blocked. Coverage? Get out of here. Not happening. I'd rather have Micah Parsons, who I didn't even see cover in college out there, (laughs) do that pass rush, Micah. <laughs> Cuz guess what? We always talk about, "Oh, well, why don't we just make him the same He's why don't not a we good just pass make him rusher. They made a pass rusher. He hasn't been a good pass rusher since Notre Dame. Yeah. We just held on yeah. to the hope yeah. that he would be able to do that because his biggest issue early in his career for the Cowboys was his inability to move laterally. Take that away by being able to get north-south as a pass rusher, sure. But now he can't just do he just can't do anything. Right. And replace he, he, he looks so like a play.
1: He looks like he's playing with two torn Achilles. Like, when I talked about, like, the lack of confidence and getting all, you know, exploding and, and engaging and pushing through blocks, like, there's just nothing there from a power perspective. And that was all his game was based on for a while. It was just, I, uh, I uh, think it's it's over. I
3: think he. it looks like he's trying to create confidence in himself to try to talk himself off the ledge of not being a good football player anymore. I think he's trying to prove to himself that he can do it and that he is a good player, but he's not. And I I I think deep down, he knows that.
1: I I do appreciate that. I feel like he did gain a little bit of feel over the, and and you, you, like you said, like you kind of have to, when the team drafts two linebackers, their biggest free agent addition was a safety. They can bring, like, you have to understand at that point, like, Oh
2: Mm -hmm. shit.
1: Like, Oh, this ain't good. But but I do appreciate the little bit of feel because I mean again there was times last year where he was playing terribly and would after the game be like, just go turn on the tape. Or like, dog, we can turn on the tape and you suck. <laughs> so like I, I do appreciate that he hasn't been saying stupid stuff like that anymore. Yeah. But and like you said, it's almost because it's almost out of necessity because yeah. he truly can't because they've added three linebackers. I mean, Jabril Cox probably hasn't jumped him on the depth chart yet. No. But, but in 2022, that's the team's hope is that Jabril Cox takes over Jalen Smith. Uh-huh. Not not position, you know, obviously it's a different position, but role on the team. So, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it's 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 tough because people always want to point to, well, just turn him into a pass rusher. And I, I put a tweet out the other day. and I'm like, he's not good at that. Like, he might be worse at being a pass rusher than he is a linebacker. And he's not good at either right now. So, I mean, again, anyone who is truly, you know, saying that he is a good, even a good linebacker right now is not either watching the games the right way, they're not watching them at all, or they have some sort of personal bias. And don't listen to those people. I mean, again, Brennan... The main thing I
2: see on... The main thing I see on Twitter from those kind of people are like pointing to the t- total tackles that he made and say, like, Oh, this is proof that he's an elite linebacker. He just made a Pro Bowl. He led he was like top three in tackles. I'm like he made a lot of tackles because nobody else in the defense was making tackles. Like the D line was terrible. Um uh, it was not like he was making those tackles like and, and like making an impact with those tackles, like they weren't tackled for losses. They weren't big moments and anything like that. It was just more of like a volume stat than anything like that. I think that's – people are looking at the box score right, and they're right. oh, that's pretty – he's great. But it's like – like we all want him to be good. It's just right. – like, he's just not right now. Right. That's all there is to it.
1: And that's the thing is like I want everybody to understand. Like, like people always tweet at me when they're like, oh, you know, Micah Parsons is playing really good. And I'm like, dude, like I am 1,000% okay with admitting when I am wrong on a player. Like, my, my my grievance with Parsons wasn't even about his talent. I mean, again, there was, mm-hmm. like, the coverage questions I thought were a little, you know, he's kind of shut those up. But, like, there was some rawness to his game that maybe you're like, huh, is it going to translate fully? Yeah, but, and, and that's going to continue, man. He, right. He's still going to have
3: to learn right. to, to more quickly diagnose things. And, right. and he just – he's – new to it and he has been off for a year too so when we get into real game action we're probably going to see a little bit less effective Micah Parsons than we have in the preseason just because he's going to be going against full first team offensive lines wide receivers running backs the lot so we probably will see a little bit slower Micah Parsons from a processing standpoint but man at the end of the day again this dude is a freak let, let, all right. Let's close it with
1: this. We, we were kind of harsh today. We talked about some. We talked about Jalen. Is Michael part? And again, I'm trying not to be biased here. And again, they're probably not. Is Micah Parsons a top three pound for pound athlete in the NFL right now? With Ooh, probably Miles uh, Garrett no. in there.
3: I don't think so. I, I think. I think.
1: I
2: think you I think can make an close. argument.
3: He is. You can make an argument, but I think. Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean
3: Julio Aaron, Jones still. Aaron
1: I, I I know what you're saying on Aaron Donald, but when you look at like his measurables and his methods, Lamar like, Aaron Jackson. Donald wasn't, Kyler Aaron Donald Murray. wasn't known for being an athletic freak <laughs> coming out of Pittsburgh. It was like, oh, he's explosive, but he's got short arms. He's not the biggest. Like I remember people knocking him because of his I'm talking about height, length, Total package, total, like total package.
2: Yeah, I think he's definitely has a case for it. Um, Dalton obviously pointed to a couple of there in the conversation as well. But I mean, he, I mean, he can run like a four, four in the 40. Um, we saw like, his explosiveness supposed to miss. a tech. That's the play where he chased down Tyrod Taylor, uh, beating a block and all that. Now that, that was just ridiculous. And I not think right. very many players can do that. Um, like, I, James Frank Penn State was going to play him as like kick return or at least had conversations <laughs> using him as a return man. If he yeah. played last year in college, which is a, it was, it's insane. He was like a five-star athlete in high school that played running back. Um, in pennsylvania it, it was just like ridiculous i, I think in a conversation you can definitely have a debate about it yeah he's definitely in the conversation i
3: was
1: thinking about
2: Well, it and the then other- we're
3: not even getting into the offensive lineman tristan wirf's probably one of the best yeah. athletes yeah. If not the best athlete in the entire nfl if you take into the fact that he's
2: 320 yeah. pounds yeah i think I mean, we I all think- agree that he's at least in the conversation though yeah yeah
1: yeah and, and again yeah. like i'm just like i said like would he run a 4-3? Would he run at the combine? A 4-3? Yeah, he three, didn't nine, run
3: at the combine right because right. the combine didn't exist this year, but at the right. pro day he ran a 4-3-6. He might be the fastest guy on the defense.
1: Yeah. oh, I, Might be I, the fastest guy on the team.
2: It shows up. Yeah, it shows up. So, I
1: don't know. I mean, I don't see a soul that'd be faster than him on defense. Um, uh, Anthony Brown might be. Maybe. But I don't you know don't if he see, is anymore. You really, don't see. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't really see that anymore. Like maybe
3: his rookie year, but, but I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you're not gonna. It doesn't jump out to you when the guy right. is 190 pounds. It, right. it jumps exactly. out to you when
1: he's 250. Yeah, when Michael Parsons is chasing
3: down yeah. freaking,
1: you know, Rondell Moore and dude, yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, but, he's filthy. Yep. All right, well we wanted to end it with something positive so we did, but uh make sure you're subscribing to all the shows on whatever platform you're using, Apple, Android, Spotify, it's all on there. Search blogging the boys, click subscribe, you'll get all the shows from all the different personalities. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll be back next week. We're gonna have a guest on next week, I'm ninety percent sure. I'll just say I'm God, I don't want to mess this up. Ninety-six ninety-six percent sure? What number does Brent Urban wear, guys? It's ninety six, ain't it? Yeah, so I'm ninety six percent sure we'll have no, a guest. No, 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 That's Neville 95. Gallimore. Five. Ninety five. Ninety so five percent sure we'll have a guest on next week. So if you didn't take that hint, then sorry about You're it, but uh, Jesus. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll be back next week and uh we'll we'll pretty much be ready for week one at that point. So we'll uh, see you guys next week on the Talking Start podcast. See you then.
0: I guess.